Praise the Lord. This is Apostle Weiss Preach. And today I'm going to be sharing 25 signs that you are called as a prophet of God. Many have known me as a weeping prophet. When the glory of God comes upon me, many instances I cannot control what happens. This deals with the revelation and the mystery of capacity, calling, and a Father, I pray right now to release it. Release financial favor. Release it right now, I pray. I don't, I don't know you, ma'am. I don't know you. But I do know your husband. I do know the family. I do know that God wants to do a miracle and increase some things in the finances for you and for the family. And also, although you look like a picture of health, like nothing's wrong with you, but the Lord says he's touching your womb. He's doing something. And he's bringing healing to something. He's touching and he's doing something right now as I speak. And God says that there will not be any complications this time. Okay, guys. We're continuing our teaching today concerning um, gifts of the Spirit. In particular, we're talking about the gifts of prophecy and apostleship. Now, you hear a lot of times uh, certain people refer to themselves as prophets and apostles. However, now in order for a person to be a prophet, he must have the gift of prophecy or in order for a person to be an apostle, such an individual must have the gift of apostleship. Now we're going to talk about both of them, both prophecy and the gift of apostleship because they have something in common. Okay. But before we get into the teaching, it would be good if you would review one of my earlier teachings concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because of course, we cannot go through all of the details concerning the gifts. So we need to just kind of hone in to these two particular gifts. So the video won't be so long and you won't get bored. All right. All right. So we're going to start again in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because that's basically where we see the Apostle Paul speaking concerning these particular gifts. OK, what does he say? Let's just look at it in a general sense so we can hone into it. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to show you that in order for a person to be a prophet, this individual must have the gift of prophecy. And prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12. Let's just start at verse number four. Of course, we cannot speak at length concerning each of these passages, but just to show it to you. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of ministries, same Lord. In other words, many different types of gifts. The gifts come from the Holy Spirit. And, and these gifts all are in the service to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's verse number five. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. 
And so basically what we see is, is the Trinity here. These gifts come from the Holy Spirit. He administers the Holy Spirit, gives these gifts. Uh, uh, he spreads them out to his people. All of this is done to the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of these gifts are exercised for the glory of God the Father. Verse 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So what does verse number 7 teach us? Every believer has at least one spiritual gift. What did it say? But to each one. So all of us, all saints, have at least one spiritual gift. Therefore, all Christians are what? Charismatic, which comes from the root word gifts. Charisma, all right? Which means a grace gift. So all believers have at least one spiritual gift. And what is the purpose of that gift? Not to glorify the person to whom the gift is given to. The, every believer is given a gift, what? To bless the body of Christ. Our gifts are given to serve other people. And I hope we really get that in our hearts. It's not for self-glorification, but let's move on. And now he begins to enumerate those particular gifts. What? Verse number eight. One is given what? Given wisdom. One is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. That's a gift. One is given to what? Another, the word of knowledge, according to the same spirit. Another gift. Verse number nine. To another faith by the same spirit. Another gift, the gift of faith. And to another gifts of healings by the one spirit. And notice gifts of healing is plural. But we'll talk about that later. So that's another gift. Verse number 10. And to another, the affecting of miracles. And to another, prophecy. Now that's what we're talking about today. Another is given prophecy. Another is distinguished with spirits. Various kinds of tongues. Interpretation of tongues. All of that. But the gift, notice, here's our point in verse number 10. Prophecy is a gift of the spirit. So therefore, if an individual is a prophet, he must have the gift of prophecy and the Holy Spirit gives this to those whom he will. OK. All right. Now, prophecy, however, is a very unique gift. And now now what we want to do is this. So follow me closely. We're going to turn to the book of Ephesians. OK. Ephesians chapter two. And. So we won't have to just work all our way through the through all of this passage. We understand that what the Apostle Paul is doing is he is basically teaching us how that the Gentiles have been brought as sharers of the blessings of the Jewish people in Christ Jesus. We have been brought in, into one body, both what Jew and Gentile, one body into Jesus Christ where we all share those same spiritual blessings. And that's his point, okay? And now he begins to talk about that particular spiritual body, but what he does is he refers to a couple of gifts. So we're gonna just go directly to verse number 19. So then you, you who? You Gentiles, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are what? fellow citizens with the saints. We are part of the community of God's people along with the Jews, fellow citizens with the saints, and we are of what God's household. Now here, I, I don't want to belabor the point, 
but you have to notice the imagery that he begins to draw. And what is that imagery? The imagery of a house or even to be in particular a temple. But this is just simple, just understanding the simplest of terms, a house. You are members of what? God's household. Now notice, think about how a house is built. Verse number 20, having been built, that is we, the saints of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Now here's where we got to hit the brakes. And I want you guys to truly think about what the Bible is saying here. Notice what he says concerning the, the house of God, the saints of God. That's what we are, right? He begins with the structure. Notice even when you begin with the house, what is the first thing you do? The first thing you do is you lay a foundation for the house. And notice what he says the foundation is. Verse number 20, we're looking at that again. Having been built on the foundation. What is the foundation for the body of Jesus Christ? The apostles, the apostles and prophets. So notice we have two groups of people who become what? The foundation, the apostles and the prophets. Then he says, what? Well, of course, of course, Jesus himself being the cornerstone. And just in case you don't know, the cornerstone is, is the foundational stone. It is the very first stone that you lay in a foundation. And it is from this stone that you lay in the foundation, the cornerstone, the very first stone that you lay the remainder of the foundational stones. So what is he saying? Christ Jesus is the very first stone. No other foundation can a man lay than that, than that which is laid. What? Christ Jesus. So he is the very first one. Everything is built upon him. And then notice in connection to Christ Jesus, in connection to that foundational stone, we're still building the foundation. What do we have? Apostles and prophets. So therefore, once again, what's the point? If a person is a prophet, he must have the gift of apostleships. And then, I'm sorry, a gift of prophecy. And then we find out what? That the prophets are foundational to the church. But now let's go on. So that's apostles and prophets. Now let's go on. Remember the issues about foundation. Verse number 21, in whom the whole building. Now that's the rest of us. That's the, see, the rest of us make the building of the body of Jesus Christ, the building of the house, the building of the temple, in whom the whole building, that's us, are being fitted together, is growing into what? A holy temple in the Lord. What about this in particular? In whom you, that's us, are also, we are not the foundation, we are the rest of the building who are being built into what? Verse number 22, a dwelling of God in the spirit. So what do we learn about the gift? About, see, first of all, okay, here's the point. If a person is a prophet, he must have the gift of prophecy. What have we learned about prophets? Prophets form the foundation of the church. And since the found, and, and 
<laughs> Here's the point, guys. The foundation is not something that is continually built. The foundation is only built one time. You simply lay it. And once the foundation is laid, that's it. Now, once you lay the foundation, what does the verse in 21 and 22? Look at it. What does it continue to teach? That which is continually being built is no longer profit, but it's what? That's the remainder of us. We are the rest of the bricks that go to build the house. So what is my point? The gift of prophecy is no longer available to us. It is, it, it was, uh, it is a foundational gift. That's the point. That's the point to remember. Prophecy is a what? Ephesians 2 and 20. It is a foundational gift. And once the foundation has been laid, it is not laid over and over and over again. It's only laid one time. So therefore, the gift of prophecy, what? Is no longer available. It's done. First, after the first century, after the church was established, that gift was removed from the body of Christ because it was a foundation gift. What does that say? It says very simply, today in the church age, there are no more prophets. Let me say that again. Today in the church age, there are no more prophets. Why? In order to be a prophet, you must have the gift of prophecy. And what does the scripture teach? The gift of prophecy is a foundational gift. You don't lay it over and over and over again in every age. It's laid one time and then the rest of the building is built up on top of that. That's done. All right. Now, very quickly, since there is a relationship, because you also got so many people calling themselves apostles, apostle this and apostle that, right? And I want y'all to listen closely. Similar to the gift of prophecy, because you know we did run into that earlier, but let's just deal with apostleship, right? Apostleship is also a gift of the spirit, right? However, this gift is also a very unique gift. And the gift of apostleship really is this. It is a unique gift of witnessing. That's what it is. Notice what I said. It is a what? Unique gift to witness. Now, I'll talk about all of that as we move through the remainder of this teaching, right? But here's the point that I'm trying to make. The gift of apostleship was a very restricted gift. It was a what? Very restricted. Not everybody gave, got the gift of apostleship, all right? And not everybody also, what? Everybody was an apostle. Now, now so that we will understand it, I need to show you and prove that number one, apostleship is a gift. So we turn to what? Ephesians chapter four. And let's just do that very quickly. Ephesians 4, all right, looking at verse number 7, and of course, y'all, we can't go through all of this, but I just need to show you, to prove to you that it is apostleship. If a person is an apostle, he must have that specific gift. Look at verse number 7. But to each one of us, what? 
Grace was given according to the measure of what? Christ of the gift of the Messiah. So the first thing he says is that we're talking about what? A gift from the Messiah. And then he in verses number 8 through 10, uh, basically he just kind of talks about, he kind of moves to their side. Because when Jesus ascended into heaven, he left gifts unto men. He just kind of proven the fact that Jesus did give us gifts, right? So let's just get to the point so we won't belabor it. So let's move to verse number 11 so that we can see these particular gifts that he's talking about. What is he saying? Verse number 11, and he, that is Christ Jesus, he gave some as what? Apostles. There you go. Ba, 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 ba. A gift of apostles. He gave some as apostles, some as what? Prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the what? Building up of the body of Christ. So notice what he said in verse number 11. He gave some as apostles. So there, now we see that apostleship is what? A gift. It is a spiritual gift. And here's the thing. It is a direct gift, not only of the spirit, but it is also one of the Messiah of Jesus personally. The gift of apostleship is a personal gift not only from the Holy Spirit, but also directly from Jesus. For this reason, there were two primary uh, circles of apostles. There were the primary apostles, and we can see primary apostles. What's a primary apostle? Let's turn very quickly to Acts chapter 1 and 21. Acts chapter 1. All right, come on, come on, come on, computer. Acts 1. And we're going to look at verse number 21. And the whole point is this. This is after the, after the death of Judas. You know, he betrayed Jesus. The 11 remaining apostles needed to replace him. Okay? And this is what's going on in this particular issue. Let's just go on to verse number 21 and then we'll talk about it. Therefore, what did he say? It is necessary that pay attention that of the men who have accompanied us, men who accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out, went in and out among us. So notice say, the uh, from a man who accompanied us during Jesus's ministry. How much of Jesus ministry? Look at verse number 22. Beginning with the baptism of John, beginning from the time that Jesus was baptized by John until what? Until the day that he was taken up from us. So notice, in order to be an apostle of the first order, the primary circle, you had to have been with Jesus from the moment he was baptized until the moment that he ascended into, that he resurrected from the dead and ascended into heaven, right? And now notice also he spells out what that particular gift does. This is why I say apostles is a special gift of witnessing. Notice, one of these men must be what? Become a witness with us of his resurrection. That's the apostolic gift. To witness what a person who has witnessed Jesus' resurrection. So now what do they do? They're trying to choose another apostle to replace Jesus. But anyway, but let's just read through the passage and then we'll, we'll hit the main point. 
What did they do? So they put forth two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthew, two men. And they prayed and said, and notice, this is a unique prayer. They did not pray. That's why I said, remember I said this. The gift of apostleship is not only a gift by the Holy Spirit, but it is one given by the personal direction of Jesus himself. Therefore, you'll notice in verse number 24, when they prayed, they did not pray to God the Father. They did not pray to God the Father. They prayed to Jesus himself. Why? Because Jesus must make the appointment for who will be an apostle. And that's a point to remember. Only Jesus can make a man an apostle. So if you don't have the gift of the spirit of apostleship, and if Jesus did not personally choose you and make you an apostle, you cannot be an apostle. But let me let's go on to the point. 24. And they prayed and said, what? You Lord. And anytime you see Lord, it is a direct reference to Jesus. When you want to see a reference to God, the Father, they say, and you God. But they said, and you Lord, that is Lord Jesus. You know the hearts of all men. Show which one of these to what? You, Lord Jesus. That's it. You, Jesus, have chosen to do what? Occupy the ministry. Occupy the ministry and what? Apostleship. Apostleship. From which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they drew lots for them. And the lot fell, of course, to what? That is, Jesus chose Matthias. And he was added to the 11 apostles. So, therefore, what is the point? Number one. It had to be a gift of the spirit. Number two, it had to be the, to be apostle. You had to be directly and uniquely chosen by Jesus himself. Now, that's what you can call the, what, the inner circle or the primary circle. But then the, the, the gift of apostleship was as even broader to a secondary group of men. Okay, And we see that when we turn to Paul's teaching in the book of 1 Corinthians 15. And we will also see why this gift was so restricted. So let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15 very quickly. And I know I'm running long, guys. I'm trying to cut it short. But I needed to combine them both together so you'll see two unique things about these gifts. Okay, now the whole issue, notice in this wonderful first Corinthians 15 chapter, we all know that it deals with what? The principle of the issue of resurrection from the dead. That is our resurrection from the dead. But Paul's whole point of our resurrection from the dead is based upon the fact that Jesus resurrected from the dead. Now that's it. That's it right there. Jesus's resurrection from the dead. And now he begins to enlighten us even further concerning the gift of what apostleship. Now watch and pay attention. Now I make, now I'm in verse number one. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and which you also stand. The gospel, which by also you are saved, which tells teaches you got to believe this in order to be saved. All right. But we're not talking about that subject. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain, for I deliver to you as of first importance, primary, what I also received that what? Here's our point. Now it gets into the point. Christ died for our sins according to what? The scriptures. Verse number four. He was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scripture. Now notice the whole issue. Jesus' resurrection 
from the dead. Now, in dealing with the issue of him being resurrected from the dead, now Paul begins to talk about his appearances. When he rose from the dead, he appeared to certain people. Watch what he says. Verse number five. He appeared to whom? Cephas, that is Peter. Then he appeared to whom? The twelve. Six. After that, he appeared. Look at verse number six. After, pay attention to verse number six. After that, he appeared to more than, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. So notice, he appeared to as many as 500 brethren. So we got the 12, now we got 500, got it? But keep, stay with me. 500, most have fallen asleep. Verse number seven, then he appeared to James. That is the half brother of Jesus, right? James, and that's why James, no, to James, then to all the apostles. So we know James is also numbered, what? Amongst the apostles. This is the secondary group, right? And then verse number eight, and last of all, to one untimely born, he appeared to me, Paul, me, Paul also, what? Who is he talking about? For I am the least of the apostles. All right, let's make the point. Therefore, in order for number one, so now we got three primary conditions. The gift of apostleship is, an, is a gift given by the Holy Spirit to unique men. All right? And it is further restricted. Why? Because you must have seen with your eyes the resurrected Jesus. And only what? Notice what he said. 500, then the 12. So we got no more than 600 people have seen with their eyes the resurrected Jesus Christ. Therefore, what's the point? The gift of apostles would be restricted to no more than 600 people. See, all of these 600 people were not apostles. But amongst those 600 people who saw the resurrected Christ, from that group, he would choose apostles. So it's even more. So what's the point? You cannot be an apostle unless you have seen with your own eyes the resurrected Christ. And then number two, remember what we talked about in the book of Ephesians? Let's go back very quickly again. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's taking a little time, but you have to remember and see these things. Notice verse number 20. Get directly to the point because we dealt with this just a few minutes ago. We, the church, having been built on the foundation of what? The apostles and prophets. So now my point is about the apostles. The apostles are what? foundation to the church. Once the foundation is laid, it is not laid over and over in every generation. It's not laid 2,000 years later. The foundation was laid in the first generation church. Therefore, there are no... What's the point? The gift of apostleship is no longer available. It was only, it is a foundation, like the gift of prophecy, it too is a foundational gift. The Holy Spirit don't give it anymore. And, number, and another point, what? 
You have to have seen with your eyes the Lord Jesus Christ in order for Jesus to call you to be an apostle. Only he can call a person to be an apostle. Okay, now let me hit you with one more valuable point. The gift of apostleship was also unique in that it had special signs. Now let's turn very quickly to 2 Corinthians. I think that's where it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now what's going on here? Here is when Paul is writing to the Corinthian church because for some reason or another, they want to deny his apostleship. They want to act like Paul was not really a genuine apostle, okay? And in Paul's defense of his apostleship, he makes certain statements that tells us about apostleship, the gift of an apostle. And notice what he said. Let's just get to it. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 11. And, and, and 11 is just going to set the case for us. I have become foolish. You yourselves compelled me. Actually, I should have been commended by you. Why? For in no respect was I inferior to the most what eminent apostle. So notice what Paul is saying. I am an apostle and I'm not a, and I'm just, excuse me for saying it this way. I'm just as much as an apostle as Peter or any of the rest. I'm not, I'm not inferior to any of them. I'm just as great as they are. Even though he says, what well, I am nobody. So therefore, that's the statement of humility. But let's just get to the point. Verse number 12. Notice what he said in verse number 12. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you with all perseverance. What? By signs and wonders and miracles. Bah! The gift of apostleship always were followed by signs and wonders that were unique. So what is the point? If a person was indeed an apostle, this person was able to work unique miracles, unique signs, and unique, he would do wonderful things. And this was the proof that that individual had the gift of apostleship. It was proof that that individual, notice what we're talking about, that signs and wonders was proof that that person was an apostle. So now let's talk about the restrictions again. Apostleship, number one, it was a foundational gift. You laid the foundation only one time. This was done with the first generation church. Number two, foundational, it, you had to have seen the resurrected Jesus Christ with your own eyes. If you hadn't seen Jesus with your own eyes, you cannot be an apostle, okay? And, and number three, um, concerning the gift of apostleship, there were signs and wonders that the person had to perform. So what do we learn? We learn that number one, nobody sees Jesus resurrected anymore. Number two, the foundation is laid. It ain't laid no more. All right. And number three, where the unique signs and wonders? All of this just simply comes to say this. And that's all I'm trying to say in this teaching. And I tell you because I love you. And I don't want you to be gullible and I don't want you to be misled because of all this foolishness that you see. Prophet this and prophet that, apostle this and apostle that. What do the scriptures teach? The scriptures teach 
that the gift of prophecy and the gift of apostleship are foundational gifts and that these gifts are no longer available to the church. What am I saying? There are no more prophets. There are no more apostles. Not in this time. If a person says that he is a prophet, if a person calls himself apostles, either they don't understand or they are liars. The scriptures say no longer available. All right. God bless you. I know I got a little wound up on that. And one of the reasons why I did is because it's so much false teachings and false doctrine going and so many people are falling prey to this foolishness and it's all so much of a money gambit people just trying to get your money be wise follow the scriptures but anyway guys enough preaching for today thanks for joining me and by the way if you haven't subscribed this would be a great time to do so do it now support the channel so that i can keep bringing you these lessons okay all right. And also, by the way, remember to hit that notification button so that you'll be notified every time I bring you a new lessons. All right, guys. <laughs> See you next time.